Hey, what's going on? Welcome. This is Brian Jump. This is the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast coming to you live recorded from Maui, Hawaii, specifically Kanapali, specifically in front of the Royal Lahaina, about 30 feet from the ocean's edge. Out to my right, if you can picture it, there's a heavy cloud bank over an island about 20 miles, no, I'm sorry, eight miles away. That would be Molokai. Off to my left is the island Lanai. And it's early morning here. It's about 7.30. That's early for me, at least, on a vacation time. But uh, it's beautiful. People are right out of here at the beach. Some snorkeling. Some people are just getting their runs in in the morning. I got some kids digging sand to my right. The ocean's very calm right now. It's just like, uh, it's like glass. Looks like there's a catamaran docked out there with a sail buttoned up for the night he's he's uh, anchored down they're probably still sleeping got a kayaker coming by here slowly with his hat and long sleeve shirt because the sun is intense out here kids holy crap looks like i got a paddleboarder making their way to the ocean here it's got to be a light paddleboard because she's a little girl and she's slinging that thing pretty good but uh if you haven't been to Maui, definitely recommend it. Put it on your bucket list, whatever. Uh, just the smells and the sounds alone. I mean, Maui will will put a smile on your face for every sense you have, every sensory. Touch, taste, smell, auditory, sight, you name it. It is, it is quite the place to vacay. Um, it's expensive. The best trick is is uh, watch fl- for flight fares that are you know like a fare watcher that uh, you can get a decent flight. I think we got ours for two fifty, which is pretty good. They normally average around four or five, six hundred bucks, at least from Cali. And then uh, and as far as places to stay, if you're going to stay near the ocean, it's going to be money. If you stay inland, you can actually do pretty good. You can get it cheap. But to give you an idea, something near the ocean, around the ocean, is going to be rough roughly seven to 800 a night. Um, so you're gonna drop some coin. And then meals, the food is expensive at all the resorts. If you get off the resorts and go inland where the, the locals eat or buy food at Costco and stuff, no. You could totally eat, eat on a budget. But uh, so what we normally do is we just go out for dinners and then breakfast and lunch, we just uh, make our own after that Costco run. Land at the airport, Costco's like right next door, pop right in, grab a bunch of shizzle and head on over to the rooms. But anyway, enough of vacation, let's talk some business. Uh, right now, Jeff and Jake are holding down the fort in so- SoCal. I believe that Jake is currently working on a GT2, dark blue Porsche with some nice dents. And then we've got uh, Jeff, uh-oh. Sorry about the interruption there, we had a phone call come in. And then we've got Jeff working on a bumper on uh i believe it's a bmw x3 so anywho um so what we're going to talk about today is let's see if i got my notes here three tactical ways to increase revenue for your service business i'm always talking about making more money for you guys because honestly if you want to come have a vacation like this if you want to live your best life if you want to be canoeing out in the water about 100 yards from me like these people are doing, it's 7.30 a.m. or on a sailboat. 
you want to go fishing for marlin, you want to surf in waters that are about 80 degrees or snorkel and see sea turtles and shit, bring your kids. I'm telling you right now, it's this is stuff everybody should do. And, I, and you know, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm going to sidebar here real quick. Like my, uh, my mother and father-in-law, they, they don't travel. They're in their early 70s. And it's kind of sad, you know, because there's so much life to see out there and just not to travel. I don't know. From my perspective, I believe we only get one go around. So shouldn't you take everything you can out of it? I think so. I mean, you need to give at the same time. I'm not saying you need to be a taker per se, but I think you should get what you can out of it while, you know, helping to sustain everything that gives to us. But anywho, enough of that. Enough uh, waxing hypotheticals. Three tactical ways to increase revenue from your for your service business or from your service business. All right, and I've talked about some of this stuff in the past, but it bears mention, it bears circling back, it bears that black bears are dangerous. All right, so number one, add techs to service more customers. That means you need to hire. Hire or train, and training might be one of the better ways, but it may not. It takes time to train, so that's a long play, isn't it? That's a long-term play. That's a six to 12-month play. So obviously you wanna pick somebody good, I'll give you an example. Uh, Jeff over at Beach Cities, he's got a trainee who's finally pushing metal on cars. He's had that kid there, he's, I forget his name. He's been there, he's a good guy. Um, probably nine months to a year now. And it probably took him six months before he could really start pushing. But he's got a smiley disposition, didn't give up, put his head down and, and move forward. And he's, he's doing it. I believe that Jeff tried his son to do it uh, tried to get his son to do, I should say, and it just wasn't a good connection. And I, his son just wasn't interested. And you know, my sons right now, I mean, they're busy with life. They've got, uh, you know, baseball and college and all that kind of stuff. So they may not, well, I mean, right now they're not going to do it. Will they do it afterwards? I don't know. You know, I messed around with my older boy just a little bit, just on a hood and stuff, but you just never know if it's good for family. My brother does it. He likes it. But what does this mean to add text? What it means is, let's say you work eight hours a day, and let's say you're as good, clean, and as fast as you're gonna get. If you've been doing this a while, chances are that you realize there's a limit to how fast you can work. And the same goes for detailing or any, any other service business, plumbing, you know, house building, whatever. Okay, so when you're, when you're trying to, to push out your dents and you're trying to make some money, the main idea is, is you want to do clean work. But once you've hit that peak, your income has kind of peaked at that point. If you all things equal, you know, if you have a steady flow of clients or you're doing dealers and you're pushing cars, you can only make so much money. And within 12 months, I had at least one person working for me. And after two to three years, I think I probably we peaked out at maybe 10 or 12 or 13 people. So I mean we peaked out at like 13 or but I don't remember if it was year three or four, but we, we were steadily adding people because the formula is simple. There's only so much time. You want to make more money. And if you know how to market and you can get the clients, and I would tell everybody that's listening to this podcast, unless you live in the, the Amazon, there's probably more opportunity for you to get more clients. And if you find yourself, which I talked about recently, pushing on musical instruments 
or appliances or anything except for a car, your marketing probably needs to get a stage two rocket boost. All right. So anyway, adding more text. I'm not going to get into how to how to recruit, how to train. It, I don't think it, it really isn't it isn't uh, applicable here. You basically just need to to figure that part out and realize, you know what? Yeah. And if you don't have the marketing down, get that first to where you start getting too much work that you can handle, then start adding. Or if you got enough work that you can slice off some of it and then you can still survive, like I did with Tony, my first tech. I mean, we cut it down to where I think I only had three dealers once I gave him three, but it was enough that we could make, make good money. Hopefully you guys can hear the ocean crashing on the beach here. It's pretty cool. So anyway, all right, so that's number one. Number two, increase average ticket. Okay, so how do you increase the average take from the person that you're you're servicing? And by the way, this could also be wholesale. Don't just think this is retail. Your your current client may or may not budge, but there's ways to increase the ticket. So, so what you can do is you can you can either obviously just raise your prices, you can upsell or cross sell. So upsell might be adding more dents. Cross-sell might be, or, or charging more for bigger dents, you know, like body shop size stuff, what have you. Cross-sell is adding different services. So yeah, you know what, I'm at a dealership, we're also doing interior, we're also doing wheels, we're also doing PPF, we're also doing touch-up, whatever, pick one. Okay, so now you're not just doing dents, but you're cross-selling. Okay, or you could cross-sell dents, but to different departments. So let's say you're at that dealership, and you walk it over to fleet, you walk it over to service, you walk it over to new cars, Maybe they have a car rental, okay, all that, it all plays. But now you're doing more services for your customers. Now you still are bound by time, don't forget. So that idea is gonna go in the garbage can, I was gonna say pale, if you don't have enough service uh, arms, you know, enough service people to provide that labor, I guess you'd say. So so that's that's number two. Increase the average ticket with upsells and cross-sells. All right, so here's number three. Target higher paying jobs. I've talked about that. Our average ticket has gone up 20, I think 25-30%, which is a lot. And we've dropped our average amount of clients per month down 18%. What does that mean? It means we're making more money and we're working less hard. We have to talk to less people, we have to push less metal, yet we're putting more money in our bank account. Isn't, shouldn't that be the goal for everybody? Yes, it should. And yes, you guessed it. Is this just a retail play? No, this is also a wholesale play. What do I mean? I'll explain, Billy. So let's just say you have an account that you appreciate and he's giving you three, four, five cars a week and you're getting paid 35 a car. Just bear with me. And you know, what does that punch out to? Maybe $800 a month or something. That, that guy's probably not gonna change. Okay, you're not gonna change that leopard spots. But you get out, whatever day you have a little bit extra time or you hire a salesperson and you start selling. If you, and really, if you're doing a lot, of, a lot of wholesale, you should really be selling a couple hours a week minimum because there's gonna be attrition. 
you're gonna, like we just had a dealership that was just bought out last week. We don't know if we're gonna maintain it. And it's a big dealership. This account is anywhere between three and 5,000 a month in straight PDR. It's gonna hurt to lose that one if we lose it. So how do you combat attrition? You're always trying to add to the pile. And if you add to the pile and you've got an account that just isn't as valuable, and you get an account like that that's $4,000 a month and you wanna trade, it's the same time to serve that $800 account as the $4,000 a month account, get rid of the $800, I mean, it's common sense, right? Because like I said before, the most important currency is time, then money. And really, I would argue, time and health, and then money. And you could put your own little, little nuanced things in life in between all that stuff if you wanna come up with it, but that's what I'm thinking. All right, sorry about that again. We had a keep getting phone calls during this podcast. What are people thinking? It's, it's business hours. Why are they calling? All right. Uh, there's a little puppy pit bull down there taking a little walk. I always wonder what people do if they're walking their dog along the beach and has to take a shit. Do they? Oh, yeah, she's got bags on her leash. Answer. I got my answer. All right, so, so there it is. Target, target higher paying jobs. I talked about a wholesale. Let's talk about retail and kind of what I've been doing. So yeah, it's, I've given up on the small dents indirectly by pricing them high. And a lot of people come back to me and I usually get it a couple times a week and I just got to stop taking it personal. Hey, I found this, this service cheaper somewhere else. If you'll match, I really like you. I want to bring it to you. And then I got to put it in the most polite way I would love to be honest with him and say, you know, honestly, I really don't even need or want your small dent. Just take it to the other guy. He, he needs the, you know, $200 job. Let's just say it's 200. And it's, that's, that's the true, the bare bones truth of the matter. Reality is, is yeah, I would take it because it's going to be probably just a few minutes, but it's, it just, it's, it's economics. If a dent's gonna take me an hour to two hours for 200 bucks, or I'm gonna do an $800 dent for three hours, do the math. And I'm gonna have less competition, I'm gonna have more loyalty, there's so many things. And you're gonna start, you, you really, if you can level up to, to your PDR where your main competitor is not another dent guy, but it's the body shops, think about that. You, you they're never gonna lower their prices, unlike other PDR techs. So you've got defensibility. What's defensibility? It's like a moat around your business. People can't, can't take shit from you. This is one of the best pieces of advice I could give anybody out there that's, got, that's giving me ears right now. When you compete with body shops versus other PDR techs, you're gonna make more money, you're gonna work less hard, and you're gonna have clients for life. And they're gonna be ecstatic. Because when somebody comes to you from XYZ Body Shop and they just got a quote for $2,200, and you're gonna do it for 800 or 1200, you're a freaking hero. Oh, and you're gonna do it same day? I don't have to run a car. They told me it was gonna be a week to 10 days. And they gotta order this part or blah, blah, blah. Well, there it is. So there's so many more reasons not to take those small dents. So we don't do a whole lot. When I do small dents, it's usually repeat customers that don't mind paying an extra 50 to 75 or 100 bucks to me because they know the kind of service and, and clean work they're gonna get. Is there a big difference between us? And let's say another top tier guy that's in town. No, I've got a couple guys that do work 
probably within 10 to 20% of us on, on small dents. For sure. And does it make sense for somebody to spend 30% more? I don't know. It's up to them. It's, you know, it, at the end of the day, remember this too. Here's, here's uh, advice, big point, takeaway number two from Maui. It's not really the quality of the dent that matters. What? What did Brian just say? I can't believe it. Pick your job off the ground. It's not. It's what the customer feels. Why do people have dents done? Why do people fix their cars? Feeling. It's not the actual car. The car's inanimate. It doesn't, the car doesn't feel shit. It's what the customer feels. So if the overall experience from, from first contact to last touch point is a better experience, hell yeah, it's worth more money, right? And for those people that have the discretionary income about it, first, sometimes people just only think about price. And unless you're the cheap guy, you're not gonna probably get those people. But once again, they're competing against other PDR techs. What are you doing? But level up a little bit, make the body shops most of your contact, your, your competitors, and maybe one other dent guy in town if he's got real good skills. And now we're talking. That guy's probably smart enough and probably got enough you know, life experience that he's not gonna be a whore. And therefore, you both just have this unspoken or silent agreement, or maybe you've arranged something between the two of you. It's like, you know what, yeah, we always, let's go off Mobile Tech RX, let's use the cordon, Paul Cordon uh, matrix, and we're good. Whoever gets it, gets it. There's plenty of fish out here for us, right? As I look at the ocean and see plenty of fish. So, so that's my advice. Don't do small dents. Level up, make more money. Do less work, make more money, have more free time. And remember that time is actually the currency that matters. And that's it. As I sit here on this beautiful beach, spending my time with my family and loved ones, kids, wife, stepson, his wife, having a kick-ass time. We're only out here five days. It's tough. It's tough to, to leave the, I don't know, the shop or the studio. And, but so far, it looks like Jeff and Jake are holding it down pretty good. So, and I appreciate them very much for doing so. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Tomorrow's our travel day, so we're back tomorrow night. I think around midnight. Um, and then I'll probably do a potty uh, for, let's see, for Wednesday, hopefully in the morning. It's going to be a short day. Or it might be a long day, actually, because not a lot of rest arriving so late. But anywho, hope you got something out of this as always, guys. I appreciate you. Please rate and review this wherever you catch your podcast. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, whatever. And I'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Probably not in Maui, unfortunately. But I appreciate you nonetheless. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now.